Welcome to the EDM Producer Podcast. This is the show where we interview successful EDM producers and we ask them about their production techniques, what kind of software they're using, hardware they're using, production tips, all kinds of cool stuff to help you guys out there become better producers yourself. And we always have an excellent producer on the show. I'm happy to introduce Chuck Sutton calling us from New Jersey today. What's going on, Chuck? I'm fine. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. Cannot complain. One bit. (laughs) So, uh, Jersey is kind of near and dear to my heart. I grew up in Philly, so it's just across the river, just jump across the river. Yeah. Uh, How's it like up there right now? Um, the weather's, the weather's really fluctuating. It's like, sometimes it's hot and then it'll just start raining out of nowhere. (laughs) It's, it's really, yeah. That's Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so the people could get familiar with you and tell us what kind of music you like to produce. Yeah. All right. So, um, I am 15 years old. Um, I've been messing around with making music for about two years now and got serious about like November last year. So around late 2013. And, um, honestly, the type of music I like to produce is, uh, whatever I'm feeling at the moment. Um, I'm very all over the place hmm. in terms of genre. So well, I like your dubstep stuff. Been listening to your SoundCloud, and Thanks. I might as well say it right now. I think, where is it? Oh, song T1M3 is a killer tune. Um, I'm really Thanks. feeling it with that one, and I think everybody's got to listen to that one. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, actually, the song's called Time, but I just felt like putting numbers in it. <laughs> okay. Um, so Time, I uh, it all started when um, I was playing a piece on the piano, played a melody. It's the main melody of the song. And it had this nice swing to it. And I was thinking about songs that could go with it, just not even really thinking about producing it. And then I thought about um, the beginning part of uh, Gnarls Barkley's uh, Crazy. And I was like, oh, that that's perfect in key. It just randomly popped into my head. I wonder if I can do something with that. So I sat down in front of my computer and I... Uh, entered the MIDI of what I played on the piano and there started the song Time and it wasn't a serious project at first but then came along sounding really nice. Yeah, I love how full it is and the bass is just killer in, there in the middle. Thank you. Now, uh, did you get the acapella for the Gnarls Barkley song? or? Uh, I just, uh, no, I couldn't find it so I kind of had to EQ out yeah. the... Uh, Everything else. Yeah. Isn't it a shame that acapellas are just not freely available for every song? Yeah. The world? They should, they should really just have a website. just like <laughs> everything.com. Just exactly. Well, how did you yeah. get started in EDM production? Uh, this is, it's very all over the place. All right. So, um, a couple of years back, uh, I was hanging out with a friend and he looked at me and he was like, do you know what dubstep is? And I was I was like, no. And I wasn't really into music. I'd like listen to whatever's on the radio, just pop or whatever. Right. And um, so he shows me some dubstep. And this wasn't like anything like bro step yet or like really intense like FM synthesis. It was just like straight like old school wobbles and whatnot. Okay. It was kind of still in that phase. It was right when um, like uh, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites was still getting a lot of like hype and everything. Right. And, um, but I, I hadn't reached Skrillex yet. So I remember looking up like wobbly thing and dubstep. <laughs> like I was really uncultured with it. 
And uh, from then, I actually uh, saw that video of um, that guy dancing to the Pumped Up Kick Step Step remix. Um, I'm not sure. Have I've you ever seen that. that video? No, I don't think I've seen no? it. No? It has millions of views by now, but it's this guy and he's dancing to uh, dubstep. And it looked really cool. So then I started dancing. And the reason that incorporates into my production is because I started focusing on every little sound that was in there so I could dance to it. I see. And so I was dancing for a while and then I got interested by uh, Skrillex always had that whole vocal chopping mm -hmm. technique. Yeah. So I looked that up and so I managed to get myself Ableton and legit all I did was make those little vocal editing things. <laughs> I mean, that's all I did. And then eventually um, over like summer vacation, I decided to try to make a song and... So yeah, that's kind of how it started. It was just me getting slowly turned on to electronic music. That's very cool, man. I love I love how you started dancing and that got you into it. That's not yeah. I don't think that's terribly common with the people I've interviewed, but it makes <laughs> yeah. no it just makes so much sense how you could a, somebody dancing to it can be a great producer because they know what to feel they, they know what's expected, know what to feel, know where the beats are. It's really cool. Right. right. Yeah, just hearing every little tiny little thing in the back just Hearing what the song's about. Yeah, man. I love that. Thanks. Now, you said Ableton. Is that your doll of choice? Yes, that is my doll. Now, why do you like that one? Um, well, I was looking up a lot of tutorials in the beginning when I was clueless. And that's a lot of the stuff I was seeing. I read that uh, Skrillex used it, and that's the person I was obsessed with for a while. Right. Um, and yeah, so that's when I, I grabbed that. And then... I just started to kind of learn and adapt to it. And yeah, so. And stuck just, with it. Yeah. It's a killer doll. I've tried it really multiple is. times. I can't, I, I can't tear, tear myself away from my current workflow, but yeah, I have fun with Ableton. Well, I have fun playing with it live. I mean, it's called Ableton Live. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. I really enjoy doing live stuff with it. But as far as production, I'm still on Studio One right now. But I know, right. I, I know what you mean. You see Skrillex just sitting there with his MacBook tearing it up on, on Ableton. Oh, yeah. And then I see like videos of like Bass Nectar, like with his MacBook. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, tell us about your workflow. How do you write a song? Okay. Um, so there are a couple of main components. And one of the main ones is what I want the listeners to either know what I'm feeling or want them to feel. Um, if like the song uh, Time, uh, that song, I wanted it to have this epic, but kind of like, I mean, not exactly a saddening tone, but it was a very mellow, like it, it was very mellow in the beginning. And then when the, the drop happens, it's not exactly aggressive, but it's not exactly still mellow. I just wanted to have this kind of epic, like just like swing feeling to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's other songs, like I have a song called a wobble and it's a uh, trap. And I was think I was just listening to, uh, artists like Diplo and whatnot, and just wanted to have one of those songs that just gets people going in the clubs and whatnot. And so it's basically normally just what I'm, I'm feeling. I just kind of put it into a song. So whatever it is, I mean, you could start with bass, drums, since yeah. just whatever hits you first. Yeah. 
That's or, a, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or I'll just come up with some chords out of nowhere right. and then see what kind of vibe that has. Like, um, oh, let's see. Um, hmm. I don't really have a good example of that so far. No, that's but, all right. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, I write songs a lot of times the same way. And, um, as far as time, your song time, it's, it's full of emotion. That's, that's really what I liked about it. And songs that really create an emotion in me, those are the ones that really grab me. So, uh, exactly. however you wrote that, I think that was a success. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go to the next question here and tell us a couple of your favorite production tips. All right. So, um, one of the ones, I don't know if people do it. I just kind of messed around on my own. Um, Basically what I do is uh, when I'm making like, whether it's a synth or just like a dubstep growl or any type of instrument, what I tend to do besides drums, what I tend to do is I'll add reverb and I'll make the, uh, the decay time of the reverb really short, hmm. like, like super short, but then I'll turn up the wet like 75%. Okay. And for some reason it just gives us more natural feel to it. Like it's, it's less like, um, dubstep sounds are less gritty. Um, I don't know. It just has this really interesting sound to it. It doesn't sound as, um, like processed. I hear exactly what you're saying. That is a great tip. A lot of times if you just use straight synths, no reverb, um, you get that, that metallic unnatural sound. And, uh, I never thought about doing a super short reverb and throw it in on there and just seeing how that sounds, but yeah, that's a good tip. Um, what else you also got? another one, uh, um, I just, uh, made a song. It was, I didn't take a lot of time on it. It's, it was a remix of uh, radioactive by imagine dragons. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people do this. Uh, I took the vocals and I duplicated it, turned the reverb to a hundred and slid it in front of the uh, of the main dry vocals, so it's like um, there's this kind of like reverb leading into the next consonant and mm. vowel. Wow! But it's not a reverse reverb; it's just like a pre reverb. No, it's it's a pre reverb. <laughs> and then um, I, I can explain this when we get to the influences. But um, actually, what I did also is I got a little experimental and I took a completely different verse than the dry vocals and put it 100% reverb. So you can hear dry vocals and then in the back you can hear a completely different verse. <laughs> like for a split second. <laughs> That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those are very cool tips. I love them. I love th those are my favorite tips, the original ones we haven't heard before that get people thinking. Thanks. Where do you go to learn and improve your own EDM production skills? YouTube. Mostly. Mostly YouTube. Um, Any particular YouTube um, channel that you like the best? Um, I just started watching Seamless. Haven't gotten into a lot, but definitely information there. Okay. Um, but it's really annoying. What happens to me, I don't know how this works, 
<laughs> but I'll look up a tutorial on how to make a certain sound or not exactly to copy it, but just to get the kind of feel of where I want to go with the sound. And I'll get bored like two minutes in. I knew you were going to say that because that happens to me. <laughs> it's undeniable. It doesn't matter what tutorial it is. Especially some really complex, like far too loud reason base. It'll be a 20 minute long video. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and do this. And like three minutes in, I'm like on some cat website, like not paying attention. And so what I do is I quit the video and then I go back and then I make a song that sounds better than the last one. And I don't know how I do it, but like, cause even on my SoundCloud page, if you go to like the bottom of the list, like the mixing and production are way different than what happens at the top. I, that's like, what I did hear that as well. Yeah. So you just, the top is the best is what you're saying or getting there. Except for one of them at the bottom is actually my favorite song. Which one is that? It's called a loss for words. Awesome. And, is that the piano um, one? That is a, uh, it's, it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. All right, let's see. Um, I guess you would call it trap cause it's, it's carried by an 808, but it's, um, it's extremely mellow, has some, uh, warped lyrics. It's, it's definitely, it's why I called it lost for words. <laughs> it's cause I didn't know what I was doing or how to describe it, but it sounds amazing in my opinion. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. People definitely got to check that out. Oh yeah. And we're going to hit up everyone with the, sh the links to your SoundCloud, Facebook, whatever else yes. you got going on. Yeah. Now who were your influences? Okay. Um, Skrillex, his production I'm in love with. Um, I don't know if any of you have heard the his new EP Recess, but not only is the production high quality in my opinion, but um, what he tended to do was make different genres, but keep his own signature style to it. And mm. that's something I looked up to. I see. Another one, um, he's known, but not well known, uh, Mr. Carmack. Okay. He a... Um, He's like a hip hop and trap producer and like trip hop and whatnot. And he pushes boundaries in my opinion. He does things that I would never expect. Um, like I said, when I got influenced by an artist for that whole put a different verse and reverb behind the dry vocals. Yeah. That's because he made a remix of a rap song and at one point just took two dry verses and just lapped them on top of each other. And what kind and of, was, and made what kind of effect? Like a chorus? No, no. It was oh, like, oh, completely different verses. Like one of them, for example, would be A, B, C, D, E. And the other one was already like element OP. Right. Like they were completely different. Right. I got what you're saying. <laughs> and it blew my mind. Just stuff <laughs> like that. That's pretty neat. He just doesn't stick to boundaries. And that's also what I like. I like kind of, cause I feel like a lot of people starting out, look at the, quote unquote rules like you know dubstep 140 bpm right. certain drum pattern but like if you incorporate different styles then it kind of becomes your own i agree with you i always get in trouble when i try to obey the rules it never comes out the way i want right my best stuff it could be any bpm to be honest usually it's 120 because i'm too lazy to do anything when when i start up a stock oh um, yeah <laughs> template in like native instruments machine or something right no, what were you going to say? 
Oh, I was just going to say that, like, it's, I'm at the point where when I want to try to adhere to the rules, I can't by accident. <laughs> uh, I'm like literally currently working on a song right now and it has this very R&B vibe. Yeah. And I accidentally added a drum step, um, not drum, a uh, dubstep pattern and it works beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think that's the good stuff, man. Keep doing that. Yeah, thanks. So, how have you found is the most effective way to market your music? Um, so it's a combination of things. There's the number one, which is SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud is a big one. Two is a um, if you don't have a Reddit, get a Reddit and then go into the EDM production subreddit because that helped a lot. I started that one or two months ago. Um. That's so good. It's like an overwhelming flow of information. You can't like, even keep up. And a lot of it is just killer stuff. And the community is so amazing. Like if you have a question, I don't know. Have you ever been in that situation where you want to find something on the internet, like, or YouTube or anything music related and you couldn't find your specific answer? Yeah. Like, well, I, that was really vague. Um, but I'll I'll have really specific thoughts or questions that I can't exactly look up on the internet because they're really specific. And so you can just submit a text post to the Reddit and in like 10 and 20 minutes, someone's responded with a really decent answer. Yeah, so, it, it's definitely a great community. And if anybody goes in there and tries to like pimp their stuff or break the rules, they get downvoted and they're out of there immediately. Oh, so quickly. Yeah. Um, also what I love is, uh, they have a weekly, well, it's, uh, twice a week. They have, um, there's a website called plug DJ. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, EDM production has their thing where they play original work, give feedback in the, uh, in the tech section and whatnot. And even then, that, that's that, a great community when everybody hangs out there. I've been there a few times and you can just yeah. play your own stuff. Yeah, and then you get feedback and people like have their little upvotes things on the website. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's like 30,000 registered members in that Reddit. Really? That subreddit, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great tip, man. Any other marketing tips you have? Um, let's see. Um, I haven't put any videos up yet, but um, I'm going to start a YouTube page soon. Good. Uh, just because um, also, if you're still in school, school. Um, I always, when I'm making music or done with a song, I always show people in school to the point where it's like people know me for my music. Hmm. Um, a funny story. Have you ever heard of the Rubens tube? No. It's like, it's a science experiment where... Uh, you take a long uh, like PVC pipe yeah, and you put holes in the top and you put methane inside and you light it so then fire, flames are coming out of the tubes and when you play uh, um, sound through it, the, uh, the sound waves compress inside and turns it into like a fire visualizer. Really? Yeah. Yeah, serious? it's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Um, I have to the YouTube one that one, man. Oh, yeah. Um, Ruben's Tube? I believe it's called Ruben's Tube, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, 
the one at school wasn't that responsive because if the flames went that high, it'd probably be like unsafe or whatever. But I decided to play one of my songs and it looked really cool. It was it was time. I played time on it and watched time in fire. Um, <laughs> oh, that's killer. It was, it was really nice. And the part that blew my mind is like two days later, I checked my Snapchat and someone else on their phone, when I wasn't even in the classroom, started playing one of my songs. Which I think was really cool because it's like other people like to listen to my music like decently. It's not like only when I show them. Right. Well, that on that, well, that's definitely validation if you're not even there and they're playing it. Yeah. It was some funky little like 8-bit thing just making it go up in flames. <laughs> that's killer. I heard that 8-bit song on your SoundCloud too, by the way. Yeah. You have an 8-bit song up there. So do you DJ? Not yet, but I'm planning on it. Cool. How do you plan on learning how to DJ? Um, I have a couple relatives that do it. I was thinking about looking up online how to do like set up like a live performance or something. Because I mean, I do use live to produce. Might as well use it to do live things. Sure. That's a great way to go. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite soft synth? Massive. Native instruments, massive. Yeah, why do you like Massive? Um, it's one of the first things I saw tutorials on and the same way I kind of just, when I was clueless and found Ableton and kind of stuck to it, it's the same way I'm, I'm starting to kind of learn how to make my own sounds in Massive. Right. A, a, thing, a thing with VSTs is you have to be so comfortable that you have an idea and you can have a really close attempt of the sound because sometimes there are sounds in my head that I want to get out. Yeah. And with massive, like three out of four times I can do that now. Wow. That's a skill, man. That's that sound design. That's, yeah. a, that's almost like a different field. Yeah. I mean, soon I've, I really want to move on to FMA and learn FM synthesis. Cause that's when you can get really specific with your sounds. I hear what you're saying. And that's always, yeah. that's the big thing to say is I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, I want to learn FM synthesis, <laughs> but good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thanks. Yeah. How about effects? Do you have any favorite effect plugins? Um, okay. So I was just looking through them. Um, I like, um, I've only used it successfully once in the song lost for words um, Avox Mutator. It's by uh, Antares. I believe that's how you pronounce it. They they make the auto tune plugin, mm -hmm. like Auto Tune Seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, they have uh, a voice manipulation thing called uh, Mutator, where you can change the pitch and everything. And then they have a, a dial, and it's a mutation dial. And when you turn it a little bit, it starts to kind of reverse and warp the lyrics. So what I did in Lost for Words is I took that. I um, warped it and I, I bounced the audio. And from there, I kind of took different clips that sounded nice together and created this very um, polyrhythmic sound on top of the steady beat. And so it was like I glitched it and then I took the glitch and then, but it was, it's a really natural glitch, honestly. It's not, it's not super choppy. It's, it's like, half reverse, half forward. It's okay. really interesting. Wow. You're getting me wanting to hear that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really 
Okay, so do producers listen to their own music a lot? Because that song I honestly listen to a lot, like on my own time. Like, I don't know if that's normal or whatnot. I don't know if there's normal or not. I, I listen to my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are some songs I made that like I hate now. Yeah. Just like working on the projects forever. Just want to get it over with. Right. It's another problem. It's really hard for me to finish tracks. I don't know why. But I like want to move on to the next one and make sure I have something behind that one. I don't want to be like left in the dust. But yeah, I mean, this song is one that I definitely listen to a lot. I really like it. That's good. And I hear you about not finishing tracks. I think that might be, you know, one of the biggest problems that producers have. I know it is for yeah. me. Um, I know when I was making tunes for Audio Jungle and like the stock music sites and they had to be like, there's a site called Melody Loops and I posted a lot of stuff on there, but you have to keep it under a minute 30. I found mm. I was completing songs like crazy and it's real fun to make short songs, but like yeah. long productions. Oh man. Yeah. I, I enjoy starting. I don't, I don't enjoy finishing the process. <laughs> also, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from because um, I haven't, there, there's two things about that uh, EDM production. They have a monthly sample contest where they give you a pack of samples and you can only use those samples in the song. Oh, neat. But you can process them however you want. And the day I figured out about the one that happened last month was um, the day that it was due. So I was at school and I looked at my friend. I'm like, I'm going to try to do this. So I finished the song in like three hours. While you were at school? <laughs> um, no, it, it was when I got back from school. <laughs> okay. It was like, it was three hours before the deadline. Wow. Good job. Actually, man. Yeah. So pretty much like the deadline, I handed it in like 20 minutes before it was up. I um, see. It's all right. I mean, samples, samples are fun, but they're not as clean as I like. It depends on what you're going with. Exactly. Yeah. A good combination of both works well, but it depends Wait. what kind of what kind of genre and what you're going for. Yeah, uh, it's the one on my SoundCloud. It's called "One with the Matrix," okay. and it's like a hip hoppy sample one. Yeah, sweet. How about hardware? Do you use any hardware besides my headphones? Not yet. I've been. I don't have money yet. I'm planning on making one or two EPs soon that'll have like donation on Bandcamp or whatever to get some, some monies in so I can invest. But, um, besides my headphones, not, not anything. What do you use for headphones? I have some KRK headphones. 6,400, 8,400, 8,400. Nice. You like them? Yes. I definitely recommend them. And there's a pro and a con at the same time. The only reason I say pro and con is because it's avoidable. Um, the bass is underestimated on the headphones. If you turn up the bass in, while producing a song that it makes the, the headphones rattle and it feels like comfortable, like, all right, this is enough bass, I'll put it into normal speakers and the bass will be too like right. overwhelming. Right. So it's like pretty much if, if you're going to mess with KRKs, you got to make sure that you kind of estimate where the bass is in your head or like throw in another song into your, into your DAW and check the EQ and, and where everything hits. Right. That's also what I do a lot because right now the cord for my care case uh, isn't working. So I'm wearing like $20 headphones, which is not good for like making music, in my opinion. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not the best. Yeah. Um, so I keep having to pull in songs that I want to get the same exact bass or highs or whatever. 
and kind of visually get it off of that. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's tricky. You really have to understand your headphones, the frequencies, if they can actually play bass or not. Like I'm using Shures right now and they're all over the place. They have good bass, but the frequencies are all over, like so up and down besides that. So it's tough. Yeah. But um, I between that and my KRK monitors, I figured it out. So I know where everything sits. Right. Yeah. Now, what would you say is the most successful action you've done so far in your music career? Um, well, the action itself wasn't successful, but it was definitely a domino effect. Okay. Um, so I, um, actually just a couple of months ago made Facebook cause, um, the spinning records talent pool, mm -hmm. I figured out about that. And so I made a song poorly mixed, but I made a song and I uploaded it to there. And that's when I told everyone at school about it. And then I got a bunch of people following my Facebook page and trying to vote for this song. And that's, that's when I realized that I, I could, I could have people to back me up and that people actually liked my stuff. And then that's when, that's when I knew that I should be making music. Cause mm -hmm. I think, I think I can take music far in my opinion. That's great. That was a good experiment you did. <laughs> What's the best advice you could give to an aspiring producer right now? I've thought about this one. The, what I can say is if you like a song or certain sounds in the song. Now I've heard a bunch of people say, be like, be completely unique. But what I tend to do sometimes is I'll try to copy their sound. And the reason I do is because I will not get it right. <laughs> and therefore not getting it right makes a completely new sound. <laughs> that I can use for myself. That's honestly like I've had a thing where my friend showed me a song and the main chords, it was, it was a trap song and the main chords were uh, some like basic like saw waves and whatever. So I tried to recreate the chords and I did. And I started adding more layers to it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this my own song. So I changed the rhythm, changed the transpose. So it was completely different chords or if I like certain distortion techniques artists use, I might try to try to do those and get them wrong, but then make them mine at the same time. So I'm not exactly stealing sounds because they don't sound exactly like what I'm hearing. Right. But you can hear the influence. Oh, I love that, man. That's hilarious and awesome advice at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So I think we know the answer to this, but which one of your productions are you most proud of? Loss for Words Thoughts is so. my favorite chill one and then when it comes to dubstep it's gonna have to be actually if i have a song called are you ready mm -hmm. and um it's like the drop when the drop happens two bars are dubstep and then it goes to two two the next two bars are immediately trap and then it goes back <laughs> and i really like that i wish i had it mixed better if I did, that would be my favorite, but it has to be time because that one's just better epic. produced. And yeah. Now, where can people find out more about you and listen to the music we've been talking about all show? Um, okay. So there's my SoundCloud, uh, Chuck underscore Sutton. Just 
Chuck Sutton on SoundCloud. Um, my Facebook page and going to be my YouTube page. Uh, listen to Chuck and it's the number two. Um, and there's no spaces and that's capital listen and then no space and then the number two and then capital C Chuck. Gotcha. Um, recently, um, a website started called Tone Den. Have you heard of that? No. Um, it's a very snazzy website. It's pretty much just like you can hook it up to your SoundCloud and it's just this very nice display of your songs. Like, oh, really? It's pretty much like just your songs without the SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it's really nice. It looks professional and everything. I also have one of those. And it's just, this probably, if I have to send out my SoundCloud to people, I'm probably going to use that just because it, it looks professional. It's, re- it's a really nice website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the website now. What a cool idea. It basically yeah. makes you a nice page you could send people that want to check out your music. And it's right. just... And then um, you have to have a pro account in order to gotcha. rearrange your songs Okay. Um, and on SoundCloud. But in Tone Den, you can create a playlist. Oh. So like my favorite song, Lost for Words, is at the bottom. I can make a playlist and put it at the top. So oh, as soon as you, you click on the song, you hear, in my opinion, one of my best works. So Perfect. Do you have a Tone Den page then? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe it is also Chuck Sutton. Sweet. Awesome. All right, Chuck, do you have any last comments, final messages for the folks before we end off? Um, let's see. Um, cross boundaries. Um, if it doesn't sound right, it could potentially be right, but no one's done it before because... I've read this and this has happened to me where I'll make a sound or an idea that I think, and eh, this doesn't sound right. And then later I'll hear it on the radio or someone talking about it. <laughs> like Swedish house mafia. There was a, um, in the studio with them. And one of the main leads of their song, what they did is they took an arpeggiator, right? Mm-hmm. They took a kick drum and speeded it the crap up so it sounded like a, a wave <laughs> like like the lead kick was like a really dirty because it was a it was a kick drum sped up really fast right it was and their song I, one i believe so yeah, yeah yeah i saw that too yeah you did so i remember before seeing that i was messing around and i was like yo watch this i'm gonna put some drums in an arpeggiator <laughs> and started messing around with those sounds or like even um, do you know, you know the song Kill the Noise, right? Like part one? No, I haven't heard it. Um, right before it drops. Um, oh, actually, can I say another um, one of my favorite uh, effects plugins? Sure. Bitspeak. What does it do? Have you ever heard of uh, circuit bent speaking spells? Yeah. It's like people open up speaking spells and they circuit bend it so it sounds very distorted and like it sounds like a like a dying furby kind of <laughs> okay it's like it's really distorted and robot like um and so bitspeak is kind of an emulator of, of putting audio spell. through like a broken speaking spell <laughs> that's killer. And it gives this very nice um yeah it's it's used in a lot of songs now that i it's like now that i have it i can hear it in other songs right 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 like i have 
so many plugins that I'll hear a song on the radio and then I'll actually just blurt out what it is. <laughs> <laughs> My mom will look at me like, what? I'm like, nothing. I know. Um, I was like that too. I'm like, that's Electric Vice Machine um, Producer Pack <laughs> number five. Yeah. Or also a fun thing is I'll look up um, interviews with people and how they made their songs. And uh, do you know the artist 12th Planet? 12th Planet, no. Um, he makes dubstep and trap and whatnot. And he had this song that was a really nice hit in 2009. Um, I found it later, but, um, it turns out the main, uh, drop, uh, is actually just a, a massive preset. So it's kind of fun to go back to mass massive and look at the presets and, um, and just hear exactly what was in the song. Right. Right. I, um, I like doing it with vengeance loops too. Yeah. <laughs> also, another part of my final message is if you're going to use presets, please, please modify them a little bit. Because sometimes, sometimes it works if no one's heard it. But in my opinion, if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, yo, how'd you, how'd you make this sound? And they're like, oh, it's a preset. It's like it takes out the, the technical woe. Yeah, but that's um, only if people ask how they made the sound. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest disappointments of my life was when I was messing around in Silent right? Yeah. And there's a preset called, um, I believe it's called Dominator. And I pressed a key and it turns out it's the exact um, synth using the drop of a Nero song. Right. And it, I I always wondered how they made that sound. <laughs> and so that kind of magical, mysterious, how did you do that completely went away at the click of a button. I pressed E and lost faith in that song. Um, so if you still like that song, don't press E on silent and dominator because <laughs> you will be upset. <laughs> I hear you. I, I've had many situations like that. Yeah. And hey, I guess it's, you know, you listen to it and you go, well, if I never heard this preset, I would still like that song, but it's it's just ruined. Yeah. Good messages, so, man. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it was really fun talking EDM with you. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, and uh, everybody should check out your stuff. Um, give us your SoundCloud uh, URL again. Uh, it is, the SoundCloud URL is uh, Chuck underscore Sutton, or if you just look up Chuck Sutton on SoundCloud, you could probably find it, but Chuck underscore Sutton is... Thanks. And check out Chuck because he has, you can't miss him. He's got a very cool logo. He, he does cool <laughs> things with it, like make it transparent and put girls behind it. Yeah. I was messing around in Photoshop one day trying to make, an, I couldn't think of a name for myself. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to use my name. And I just kind of messed around with that kind of simplistic feel and got that in like 15 minutes and just kind of stuck with it. Really? I really like that, man. It's nice. Yeah. Thanks. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chuck. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for um, having me on the show. No problem. If you guys like the show and you want to help us out, definitely spread the word. Tell your friends, post this all over your social media. Um, let people know about us because we are here to help make EDM producers out there better producers. If you're listening to us on Apple devices, head on over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, and please leave us a review. If you're on Android, you know, grab us from one of your favorite podcatchers. You can catch us on Stitcher Radio as well. And um, again, leave us a review if you like the show. We'd really appreciate that. And now for Chuck's song, Time. Time.